Hi, welcome to Mother Nature is Your Life Coach. My name is Danielle Day, and this is a live stream for the podcast, Light Not Might. This is our fifth episode in the series, so I want to thank you for being here. It's been so much fun live streaming this content. We have been doing the podcast for well over about, I think like a year and a half, maybe two years, and we've only gotten into broadcasting like this very recently, and I'm really enjoying this. I hope that you are too. I really am grateful that you're stopping by, and the episode today I'm hoping is going to be really helpful for you and chock full of really high vibration, actionable content. I am celebrating today, February 28th, 2021, as pretty much my one year anniversary of phase one lockdown. Since the virus put us all indoors about 12 months ago, I've been like you at home a lot. (laughs) And I don't know how you're doing with things like happiness, stress, loss, grief, nutrition and exercise, wellness, How are you doing? How are you doing today? Well, gosh, today I'm excited. So I just, again, I couldn't be happier that my husband is helping me produce these and that you're watching them. And remember, if you didn't see the other episodes, you don't need to. These are all random. They're not in any particular order. And so let's get started properly, okay? Make sure you have a cup of tea. It's just the most immediate way to practice self-care, other than just taking a deep breath in and out, which we'll do in a second, your cup of tea is also self-care that's just ready for you when you are. And the whole thing about um, this particular kind of tea I'm enjoying is it has like a little fortune on it. And so right before I sat down to do the podcast today, I read, it says, your strength is your own knowledge. So I'm just excited for that memo because it reminds me to feel confident about what I'm telling you. And it reminds me that this is knowledge that I'm offering, but definitely not prescribing. We're going to get a little into the weeds in areas like nutrition and mental health and general you know, beyond my personal scope of practice, I was a social worker, I was an elite personal trainer and yoga teacher trainer, and I've been in the industry helping people for 30 years, but I don't have my degree in nutrition or psychology. So I'm going to trust you to consume this content for the fun, high vibration idea sharing that it's meant to be. So let's get started. Go ahead and put your teacup down. And sit up a little taller than you maybe are. Put your feet flat on either the floor or a pillow. I like to use a bolster because when you sit, whether it's to work or enjoy screen time or just to sit and take good care of your body, you want to have your knees just slightly above your hips. So check it. Um, You can't see it, but I have my big tuffet. I have this huge, huge meditation cushion that's 
underneath my feet. So if you like, go ahead, take your shoulders, bring them up and then draw them behind you and, and feel how this kind of lifts your heart a little bit. Okay. Tuck your chin so that the back of your neck is long. And today, today let's turn our palms down. You may wish to set them on your lap. Okay. Close your eyes. Empty your lungs. And then just for a couple breath cycles, feel the whisper of breath passing through your nostrils. Go visit your beating heart. Feel for a second what it feels like to live inside your body. And go ahead and open your eyes. So with just that moment of a sip of tea and just a couple purposeful breaths looking inward, do you not feel just a little happier? Mother Nature, as your life coach, is all about how we can spend more time leaning into the elements of fire, of water, of earth, having fun with our crystals, and really noticing things like the trees, the mountains, the lake, the forest. Because in this day and age, when we are indoors a lot, maybe working from home, maybe doing school from home, maybe even seeing our physicians from home using apps for various services like getting our vaccine or treating some anxiety or depression. This week has brought me personally some newfound clarity surrounding the way that my brain is hardwired. And I'm excited to loop you in on this because the theme today is eating for clarity. So let's go ahead and take a sip for some clarity. And the theme of nutrition in general and food and what you put in your body, what you eat and drink and think <laughs> especially these days, it draws from the element of the earth. And the theme in our magical Taoism is that the socio-mystical helper in this realm of the Shen, we call Yi, Y-I. In magical Taoism, there is a spirit deity that governs the element of the earth. And the theme here is helping yourself remember that manifestation is your complete and perfect birthright. You have enough, you are enough, and with the proper vibration, you can attract what you need for your journey. And so I'm just excited for us to talk about this. A lot of us have been experimenting with different nutrition strategies during the work from home days here. A lot of us maybe leaned into food as a way to comfort ourselves. I know I did. And so the whole thing today, eating for clarity, I'm going to share with you a strategy that I have been 
mentioning in my book, Light 10 Up, 10 Lifestyle Essentials to Glow By by Danielle Day, I don't prescribe your specific calorie load or macronutrients in this book, but rather I'm showcasing that when I assign myself a budget and I swing my macros toward more of a keto lifestyle, I've been getting the results that I want. Now, let me be clear. Keto isn't for everybody. And keto is a nutrition protocol that restricts carbohydrates and in it also endorses intermittent fasting. Now, you might remember in a previous episode, my daughter and her beautiful boyfriend, LaMarcus, they were featured on our podcast because they're two people who just really get after it. They're getting great results with their lifestyle. They are really organized people, very healthy, active folks that I was excited for you to learn from on the podcast, Light Not Might. Well, here today on Mother Nature as a Life Coach, I'm going to really explore with you the concepts of how eating this way is good for your brain. Now, the thing about me is in 2013, I was diagnosed as having bipolar disorder too. At the behest of more than one boss throughout my journey, I sought the advice of my primary care physician, who I had been seeing since 1998. This year was 2013 here. So he knew me well. He knew my daughter well and my life as a single mom. And he helped me do some diagnostics and some blood work to kind of learn a little bit more about my brain chemistry. It was then corroborated by a psychologist that I saw at the behest of my business partner. I owned a yoga studio for a period of time, and she referred me to a psychologist, and we spent time exploring, again, how I'm put together. Now, I'm going to go there for a couple minutes here. Um, Friends, it wasn't until Friday morning of this past week that I gave myself permission to self-identify as having bipolar disorder. As a yoga teacher, I always lectured and taught my students and my yoga teacher trainees especially about Ayurveda. And I know I've mentioned it on this podcast before. So I have to come out from behind myself and admit very painfully with a little bit of vulnerability here that I leaned into Ayurveda pretty hard because I got some cover from the pitta out of balance. You know, the doshas are really wonderful representations of the elements of nature and how they present in our bodies. And 6,000 years ago, before psychology and, and pharmacology and psychiatry, Ayurveda as the science of life, the knowledge of life, helped us understand that some of us are prone to depression. You know, the kappas, you know, they love hard. They're very loyal. They get attached. Some of us are prone to anxiety, the vatas. You know, they're pretty scattered and flaky, and they have a lot of anxiety because they're moving all the time. They tremble. They're very fearful. And that is definitely something that presents in some of our friends. Well, there's also the pitta, the element of fire that when it presents in us, or if we are put together in that very specific ratio that we're assigned at birth, not, not even at birth, at conception, 
Pitta out of balance, it comes off as an asshole, as angry, and um, flies off the handle. Uh, very sensitive, very touchy. You're walking on eggshells around a pitta out of balance. The president. Oh, the other president, the, the 45th one, not the 46th one. He's, he's, he's Winnie the Pooh. He's all in balance. But I leaned in hard to this self-identifying as a pitta as a way to justify that, yeah, I'm very passionate, very driven, very motivated. I'm very effective. It's the energy of transformation. So I'm the catalyst. I'm the spark that helps people go from their calling to their practice as a teacher or their practice as a student to their calling to teach. And so, you know, I really took ownership of that. And I tried real hard to balance it. I would have ice cream at lunch. I would try to not practice hot yoga at noon when things are hottest. I tried really hard to drink enough tea uh, of the peppermint and the definitely lavender varieties to calm me down. And, and I would tell my students, I was like, I'm a pitta. I'm fired up. I'm here to not be a cheerleader, but a coach. So, you know, I'm going to give you feedback and it's going to come at you. Understand it's loving and kind. But here's the thing, guys, although these are very valid concepts and we can all identify when we are stuck like a kappa, we need to get moving. When we are anxious like a vata, we need to get grounded. And when we're being a jerk like a pitta who's been triggered, we need to cool down. And the best way to calm down a pitta or somebody who has a lot of fire in their personality, put them outside. Put them outside. Put them in nature. I had a friend who put her feet in the dirt during teacher training because the pitta in her was triggered by the pitta in me. We were getting nowhere fast. So we both went outside and stuck our toes in the dirt. We felt better right away. But all joking aside, um, I was taking cover from the Ayurvedic concepts and not taking responsibility for the fact that I was a diagnosed and untreated person with bipolar disorder too. They used to call us manic depressive. And I kind of even like that better because the mania is the fun part and the depressive is the yucky part. But here's the thing that I'm called to share with you about, and I'm writing a third book, The Mother Nature Is Your Life Coach, to help people understand because, you know, you're only going to get these diagnoses from a very detached helping professional like a doctor or a counselor. They're not people who suffer from this. I wouldn't say I suffer from this. I would say that me being bipolar means that my people around me tend to suffer from this if I'm not taking good care of myself. And that's why I love my husband because he's very grounded, very stable. He's a therapy dog in husband formed and I couldn't be more grateful. But the thing I'm telling you this about guys is, is if you are curious about times when you are feeling really kind of out of control, there are things Mother Nature wants to help you with. And if you self-identify as being kind of up and down in extremes, let's not worry about if you're bipolar or diagnose you. If you're not bipolar, this isn't the podcast for you. Let's just say, you know, we also identify as things like our horoscope sign. You know, I'm a cancer. So it made sense to me that sometimes I'm out of my shell and I'm doing all the things. And sometimes I'm in my shell and I don't want to deal with the world. Sometimes I get really cranky and I got these big claws that just, you know, that's a crab. That's a cancer thing. So I took cover with that too. In my late thirties, I was taking cover with the story that, well, I'm in perimenopause, so I'm going to be a little wacky. 
And then in my early 40s, I started self-identifying as menopausal. Got to just deal with me. I'm going through the change. Well, these things were true. I am a Pitta. I am a Cancer. And now I'm through menopause. So I did kind of run out of excuses when I did something pretty unforgivable this week. I lost my shit at somebody. I call them incidents. And in my assessment of myself, I have about six a year. And to this day, by the grace of God and my white privilege, I've never been arrested, never been hospitalized, and I've never hurt anybody in a way that caused them physical harm or any extreme property damage. So I'm coming out from behind myself and I'm admitting this and the stigma surrounding mental health is such that I feel a responsibility to come out from behind myself and share this because I'm 53. I am my own boss now. I am healthy and happy and I want to help you feel good. I want to help you feel better. If you're in a place where some information from a helpful and happy light worker like me could make a difference for you without this shame or labels or medicine or stuff like that. This is for you. So job one is drink your tea because you can't run around and get too active and out of control if you're having a cup of tea because you have to go slow. You don't want to spill it. You want to burn yourself. And the smells bring you to the sense of breathing deeper and the flavors and different varieties in the yogi teas, you know, bring you to either a more energized or more grounded place. So it's always the first step, but I'm not going to lie when my depression kicks in, um, there's more Jack Daniels in here than there is yogi tea. And the issue that happened on Wednesday and Thursday of last week was something that I could have only caught in real time as it was happening. And then with a couple of days of reflection processed to get me to the place where I am now, I could have only done that with my nutrition because since October, I have been practicing keto and I did some research because my husband pointed it out. He said, look at you. He's like, you came to this decision yourself that you were going to go back to that diagnosis you got in 2013. You're going to go back to that therapy you received from 2014 to 2015, and you're going to lean into it. You're, you're identifying and you're sharing and showcasing that you're bipolar and that you have been since college. He said to me, he goes, Danielle, I think you kind of came to this decision and realization on your own because of the clarity, the clarity that you have from practicing keto. Now, he doesn't eat keto, and my best friend, she doesn't eat keto. And the, the people that I know roll like the standard US um, American diet don't roll keto. But I did some research, and I want to just share with you the book Keto Clarity by Jimmy Moore is backed up by tons of doctors, and it's been out for 10 years. The guy lost 200 pounds, and he puts butter on everything. The keto diet apparently was created in the 20s to treat schizophrenia, to treat bipolar disorder, to treat epilepsy, slowing down the synaptic connections in the motor neurons, in the neurons, in the neural network of the brain, slows people down from overreacting, 
Catherine Zeta-Jones, it says in the book, Keto Clarity, was treated in 2011 and 2013 for bipolar disorder. And this was a new nutrition strategy at the time. And it is suggested in this book that that was something that was available to her and was helpful. And there hasn't been enough research on it, but I'm going to scream from the rooftops that since I cut sugar, bread, flour, pasta, and dessert out of my life in October, well, I've been a lot more active. I actually have a ton more energy and I've been sleeping great. And although I still get triggered like I did last week from stuff on social media and stuff surrounding the election and stuff surrounding the politics of the environment and working from home and all of the current drama we are in, I have had my ups and downs, but I, after reflection and wise counsel from my best friend and husband, it just occurred to me, I was like, you know what? This is the next step in my journey. This is the next step in the way I want to help people. I want to show up and say, this is nothing to be ashamed of. And this is what it looks like. You know, when you only get your information off of Google searches, when you only get your information off of the rambling drug company, big pharma commercials on CNN, when you only get your information from helping professionals like psychologists and psychiatrists and doctors whose very job depends on your diagnosis and being treated like a patient with a condition, it can be really hard for you to take ownership of your narrative. And I hope that this information that I'm going to provide over these next, you know, 14 episodes after this one, you know, helps you really lean into like, okay, I can take control of the way I show up in the world by taking control of what is in my control. Mother Nature as a life coach, has some strategies. And today's strategy, we're going to talk about ketones. Okay? So let's take a sip of water. I mean, tea. It's not Jack Daniels. It's tea. Yeah. So the whole thing is, yeah, I do yoga every day. Yeah, I do Tai Chi every day. Yeah, I run every day. I get enough sleep every day. I'm losing weight. I'm eating well. I'm avoiding sugar, flour, pasta, red, all of that stuff. And I'm still afflicted because it's a brain chemistry thing. And in this day and age, you know, we're all in a place where we can turn to the technology. And the technology that's brought this content to you is the vehicle by which I want to share a way that you can take advantage of what's already available. Okay, quick story. So when September happened and my dog passed away and I was working so hard to eat whatever I wanted and drink as much as I wanted in an effort to feel better, it occurred to me one morning, October 2nd, I had just come home from a breakfast birthday party celebrating my best friend's birthday. We had donuts and I had Jack Daniels in my coffee. <laughs> and I came home and I was happy it was her birthday, but you know, my dog had passed away a couple weeks earlier and I was still just in the dumps. And I I I just remember thinking as I was pouring a vodka soda at 9 a.m. I remember thinking, this doesn't work anymore. The food, I can't even taste this. And the alcohol, I can't even feel this. Like it's not working. 
I need, I need something else. And I believe this is a God wink on TV. The Atkins commercial with Rob Lowe came on and he looks earnestly in the camera and he says, Atkins, keto, there's nothing to join. It's free. It's always been free. I was like, son of a gun. I've practiced that nutrition strategy before. In fact, when I worked three jobs, weighed 123 pounds and was parenting a a child as a single mother, I was totally on Atkins for four years till my mom passed away. So I already knew that I could be the most kick-ass and effective high-energy me without sugar and flour and bread and pasta and desserts in my nutrition. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm doing. And that day, date, and time, I made a plan. And that's what I wrote about in the Light 10 Up. But what I'm telling you about right now, specifically that I have to scream from the rooftops and endorse for at least my kind of brain chemistry, is that switching from being a sugar burner to being a fat burner, it really works. So without getting too much into the weeds about the science, about the role of oxygen in the Krebs cycle, or about the guidelines under the USDA, which only benefits, you know, big ag, if you really think about it, (sighs) nutrition is such a personal choice and it has everything to do with an individual making their choices for themselves. But like I said, I did the research, I looked into it, turns out gluten is something that is pretty bad for people with this kind of issue. It turns out that sugar is kind of bad for your brain. So if you're somebody who is looking for greater stability in your life, if you feel like you're swinging in the too high of highs and the too low of lows, then I'm, I'm going to talk about some self-care today that just makes sense, if it makes sense for you. So thanks for listening. Mother Nature, as a life coach, wants you to understand that it's as old as medicine itself. Hippocrates had a saying, let your food be thy medicine. You know, and the whole thing about Ayurveda, the science of living, the science of life, was always that it's all about your nutrition, what you put in your body. You can amplify being hyperactive and manic with things like tequila, with things like caffeine, with things like sugar, with things like sweets, things like spices, things like processed food, things like energy drinks. Sugar-free Red Bull is a bad idea if you're already feeling a little zany. Similarly, nutrition like soup, like roasted potatoes, roasted vegetables, roasted, as far as the potatoes go, I'm talking like sweet potatoes, something really low in the glycemic index, and you don't get a lot of them on keto. But like roasting your cabbage, roasting your cauliflower, you know, creating a different kind of caramelization and texture to your to your vegetables. Think about how that f- makes you feel versus just chewing on raw vegetables, like raw cauliflower, and raw, raw carrots. If you're sad, what's better than chicken soup? You know, what's better? If you're feeling stuck, yeah, we reach for ice cream, we reach for cookies, we reach for sweets, we reach for sugar. Sugar works. It's like a drug. It is like a drug. If you've read anything about the brain chemistry and sugar, 
it, it's harder for people to quit than heroin. But once you detox and you get it out of your life, your life changes. The whole thing about being a sugar burner, it's like that's how people usually roll with their nutrition. And the USDA says, yeah, 40% of your calories from carbs. Well, when I took it down to 20% and or 20 grams a day, so it's more like anywhere from 12% to 18%. It's really low, but it's high quality. And, and I don't jip myself on the on the vitamins. You'll see in the book, it talks about how Nutritionix is a great app because you can tinker with your food choices and see how you can add protein or remove protein, add fat or remove fat. You know, you can mess with the portions to get more vitamin A, vitamin C, fiber, iron. You know, it's really great to use your phone, your technology to dial in the strategies. But I'm telling you, think about tweaking things more to avocados MCT oil, medium chain triglycerides, they mimic breast milk. So your brain loves medium chain triglycerides. Your ketosis kicks up like crazy when you ingest coconut oil or the derivative MCT oil and use it as a supplement a little bit at first because you might have tummy trouble at first. But the idea is it really boosts your energy. It's like fat burning magic, but you can't be eating sugar, flour, bread potatoes, rice, beans. I know it sounds like a lot and it is overwhelming and you got to go baby steps. But I'm telling you, if you want to flip your brain to being super happy, there's a couple things you can do. And mother nature right away is going to say, hey, when people were cavemen and women, when people were hunter and gatherer, they exposed their body every so often to hunger and deprivation. Now I'm a lady of the eighties and Eating disorders were like something we were very concerned about. And I lost a high school um, peer to anorexia. And in college, I had a friend and I knew a lot of people who had full-blown, like didn't eat eating disorder. I'm talking about the idea that you as a normal eater without disordered and dysmorphic eating patterns probably... Don't go very long without meals. Like a lot of times people wake up and then they eat right away. Your body doesn't need food when you wake up. It needs water and coffee, of course, <laughs> if you drink coffee, if it's for you. But the whole thing is let yourself go a little bit before you have your first meal. Your body needs to get hungry. It exposes every cell to this need and, and it helps with cellular sensitivity to insulin. And so type two diabetes and metabolic syndrome X, these are areas of expertise of mine. So I can speak with some authority here. I've worked in the clinical environment treating this and we got to understand that if we never give our bodies a rest and digest period, at least 12 hours, at least 12 hours, your body never gets a chance to reset. So the idea here is put off breakfast as long as you can. Be really interested in your hydration before your breakfast meal. And when you have it, make it super light. Have your biggest meals like around noon. And throughout the day, really prioritize water. I know we talked about water a couple of episodes ago. And it's something so important because that will address hunger. It will address cravings. And it will definitely improve vitality. Enjoy your dinner, you know, and, and see what you can do to work in something more like more vegetables, 
more things like avocados and nuts and seeds. Go easy on your protein. This isn't Atkins like is eat the bacon till you puke. No, this is more like choose bacon because there's a lot of fat there and so satisfying. It's just a little goes a long way and makes everything taste better. Enjoy the sour cream and the cheese. And everybody's like, oh my God, you're going to kill everybody with heart disease, cholesterol. That is such an outdated idea that we're all encouraged to do our research. You can get your genes tested by 23andMe and learn about certain markers that'll help you understand if this is right for you. Type O positive blood in the book, Eat Right for Your Blood Type, really endorsed a little bit more protein and way less starch. And that's that's how I roll. But anyway, the idea here, guys, is if you end up choosing this path and you get yourself to 20 grams of net carbs a day, magical things happen. Now, it's not for everybody, and it, but if you are looking at trying to feel happier and better with more clarity, it's so great. It just, it feels better. And when you combine it with intermittent fasting, it really works. I've lost 40 pounds now since October 2nd. Today is February 28th. So cheers. Yeah, I added my yoga and running back in and walking 10,000 steps a day. It's all in the book. The idea I wanted to share and scream from the rooftops for you is if you don't feel good and the eating isn't working, eating to feel better, it really works. Mother Nature, as your life coach says, eating for clarity is possible. Now, we want to talk about some other lifestyle choices. Getting to bed early is the most important thing ever. I have so many friends who report that they get five hours of sleep, maybe six-ish, and that's not going to be a way to burn fat. It's not going to be a way to reduce stress. It's not going to be a way to feel great. And when your brain is already bouncy, prone to being lethargic, prone to being scared, prone to being mad, prone to being afraid, prone to being depressed, prone to self-harm, you got to get off sugar. Start there. If your brain these days from with everything we have going on and all of the uncertainty Ask yourself how much screen time is taking away from your sleeping time. If you haven't watched the movie, The Social Dilemma, it's time to watch the movie, The Social Dilemma. If you haven't read the book, The Filter Bubble, it's time to read the book, The Filter Bubble. If you haven't read the book, Like Wars, it's time to read the book, Like Wars. We need to understand that we're up against technology that is really, really working us. Our brains are being hacked and we are being kind of drawn into a way that is the opposite of Mother Nature. Now, it has its good things that brought us together today. So cheers to that. And I will knock Facebook. I will not knock Facebook. It's how I got my jobs in life. It's how I, I reconnected with friends and dear loved ones, not the least of which is my spouse. But if it's taking away from your self-care and your sleep, if it's taking away and robbing you of your joy of living, then something to think about how we might curtail. If you have the Apple Watch and if you have an iPhone, there are ways that you can make your phone enforce your sleep schedule. People in your life love you and they're ready to respect your boundaries. Ask yourself if you've been defending your time in the way that meets your needs. 
ask yourself, where are you putting your energy, your life force, your prana? I retired from yoga teacher training yesterday, officially, and this morning. Our YouTube channel here is now called Open Up with Danielle Day, not Open Up Yoga Teacher Training with Danielle Day. That ship has sailed. And if you took my program, you're smiling and laughing right now because that's a phrase we say all the time in teacher training. That ship has sailed. And the thing here is I was working too hard, enjoying the benefits of being bipolar because it always worked. I always went full blast and always had more than enough energy to get the job done. And I had a, a real passionate spark that was prone to going out of balance into being kind of overly sensitive and very shallow and, and fragile ego and prone to being angry and, and bitchy. And, you know, I gotta say, I took cover too from being a woman. I was like, you know what? If a man was this commanding, if a man was this exacting in his craft, if a man was this passionate and committed to his work, he wouldn't get hassled. I'm a woman. So they're coming at me calling me a, a bitch. And whether or not I was being a bitch or if I was being passionate and determined and, and not being nice all the time, but being kind and earning my keep and, and giving people what they paid for, you know, being coached. I'm not here to tell you how pretty you are. I'm here to tell you how to form proper sentences and proper timing and use proper music and proper blocking and proper adjustments. And there's so much to it. And I was an expert. Everyone around me learning, hanging on for dear life, drinking from the fire hose, they did great. And cheers to you guys. I'm very proud of you and your work. But did you see what happened to me from 2013 to 2020? Oh my God. I am going to post on Facebook my before and after because I do have this wonderful photo where I'm standing next to a friend in teacher training 2010 and we're holding up a vision board that we made. And man, I'm cut. I'm like 15% body fat. You know, I've got muscles and I'm smiling. I'm happy. And then the, the very last picture that we took one year ago today, I'm using a box of Clorox wipes for a prop to support my head. And I've got my head buried in my hands because I'm doing <clears throat> a posture from yin. And I'm huge. I'm 200 pounds. It's, it's nuts. I was so busy being manic in my craft, running around training 600 people by myself for years, I didn't take care of me. I was either working or drinking <laughs> or doing both sometimes. Not going to lie. Bipolar disorder tells you you can do anything and it gives you everything you need to do everything. But there is a uh, other side of that coin, which is getting angry because you're thin skinned and easily surprised. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You know, when you look up the disorder, you're like, well, what is it? characterized by mania? What the fuck is mania? Nobody knows what mania is. That's not helpful. And I, I attribute it to like, oh, yeah, people who shop too much, like they buy too many things. Like, and I can relate to that. I can certainly relate to that. But nobody ever told me, no, it's when you get mad. I was like, that was such a shock to me when I was getting therapy and I would describe the anatomy of the latest incident. And he was like, well, you were in a manic episode. And what are you talking about? I wasn't like 
painting my kitchen at 3 a.m. and shopping for things I didn't need, says the lady with 900 kimonos and 29 pairs of bell bottoms and every single tiki pair of pants they ever made. Uh, yeah. But when you're in it, you don't see it. And when other people are coming at you, you get real defensive. It's a symptom. And so I'm writing a book to showcase what's happened to me, what my triggers were. And like I said, a really bad thing happened this week. I was mean to somebody because I was telling myself a story about input she had for me that I didn't even investigate. I didn't even really read her her note. She instant messaged me and I didn't even really read it before I reacted to the thing I was most afraid she was saying. And then I behaved as though she said the thing I was afraid she was saying. She was tearing apart my advice. Like she said, you know, you shouldn't tell people that they should only eat 1,200 calories because you're enforcing diet culture. And I was like, well, just because I posted a picture of my phone where I crafted a day of 1,200 calories doesn't mean I was eating 1,200 calories. That was my pie-in-the-sky idea to shoot for. Trust me, I will cheat all day long and probably rack up another 300. So I was, I was probably at the 1,500, but you know, we didn't get to have that nuanced discussion because I flipped out and lost my mind. I was like, how dare you question me? Don't question me. Do you know how long I have suffered for this craft? You know, I mean, like, that's that's a symptom. So when I really had time to process my behavior and what happened, I it just came to me, like, here's the other strategy, and you're not going to like it. Going to bed early is only possible by getting up early. And it was only because I've been in a practice of intermittent fasting, eating my keto diet, and it's facilitated by getting up at 4 a.m. and going to bed at 8 p.m. It's only because I have quiet time to myself to meditate from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. before I do my yoga practice that the quiet moment where I can really be, that's when it came to me. That's when it came to me. It was like a whisper from my better angel said, Danielle, it's time. It's time to stop teaching yoga teachers and being the boss of the goddamn industry. It's time to run around. It's time to stop running around, pointing your fingers at everybody who's doing it wrong. The way that you think it should be done, should be done. And that people shouldn't be in their studios practicing in COVID time and they should have their masks on. What's this bullshit? They're going into class. They're practicing six feet apart. Yeah, but they don't have masks on. It's in a room that doesn't have ventilation. They're breathing in and go like this. And AJ, ah, like, I was going bananas this whole year worried about if people were practicing in the studios. And then I was just kind of just, just tear apart, just, you know, flame everybody that I thought was doing it wrong. I was just like, okay, I'm retired. My opinion is not needed here. My input is not needed here. And I really looked at my behavior when I flew off the handle at that kid. I just tore her a new one. Because she just had the audacity to, to DM me and question me. It, it, in that quiet morning, Friday, I just was like, you know what? This is it. I'm bipolar. I have been since college. And I do employ the kind of self-reflection and accountability because I, I teach yoga and I teach the eight limbs of yoga and we're all about kindness and truth 
and not harming and not stealing and not being jerks, all about being clean and content and working hard and having some moderation and being generous people. Like that's the eight limbs of yoga. And I would always work my hardest if I messed up to clean it up. But man, I don't do well with surprises that embarrass me. So if like a teacher in training would call me in the middle of the week and be like, you know, I don't think you're doing this right. And everybody says so. Wow. Guys, pro tip for dealing with people who are bipolar. Don't come at them. Don't come at them. I had a friend try to offer me some feedback by calling me and saying, I'm calling to talk to you about your behavior at that meeting last week. And I trained her how to teach yoga. So I was not going to hear her talking to me like that. If that phone call had been recorded, September 11th, 2013, you know who I'm talking to? She's Louise. I wouldn't be uh, as successful in my legacy as I am today. Anyway, it's all exciting to be able to say, this is my calling now. This is my lane. No, I'm not a doctor. And no, I don't want to fight with all my friends. And I have a lot of friends, a lot of alumni who are psychologists, who are counselors. And I know you guys are going to get after me because I'm dispensing advice. I'm not. I'm just, I want to showcase what a happy person who's prone to being very angry (laughs) is doing to help show up in the world in a way that's of service. Because some people are out there suffering and they don't know why. And maybe they have bipolar disorder, maybe they don't. But I'm just saying, I think if people get up early in the morning, slow down their world, plan out their day, see how they're doing with their nutrition and their wellness, and then take action by working out with some weights, doing some yoga, going on a walk, and throughout the day, staying super hydrated, employing some detoxification, like dry brushing their skin, maybe employing six day selfies, you know, on Saturday to showcase their progress. Maybe if they went to the supermarket once a week and got seven days of dinner at that supermarket trip, then they wouldn't be running around eating out at restaurants all the time, running around ordering pizzas and stuff all the time. They would have what they needed in the house so they could follow a plan. If people got eight hours of sleep, if people took nine minutes of meditation, if people took 10,000 steps a day, no matter what they had going on, anxious, depressed, bipolar, or just stressed out and losing their minds, they would be happier. So Mother Nature as your life coach, today's episode is all about taking sugar out of your diet, asking yourself if gluten is really for you, maybe seeing that the world won't end if you don't eat bread and pasta and desserts. Yeah, find a solution, find a strategy. There's so many yummy things you can have instead. And my book talks about a lot of them, but I'm not trying to sell you a book and I'm not trying to be your counselor and I'm not trying to be your doctor, we are going to turn off the comments for these next several videos because all I really want is for you to say, if you found this content, it's because you wanted to feel better. And if you found this on YouTube and you're watching it and you say, you know what? I want to own it too in a way that isn't shameful. You know, here's the memo. You don't need to be ashamed if you have bipolar disorder. You only need to be ashamed if you're mean. And I let it get away from me in the hustle and bustle of my week last week. I was on the screens too much. I was I was reading too many memes about politics 
and I was thinking too hard about how I don't get to enjoy the fruits of my labor anymore because my industry is probably folding for a while, teaching yoga in public, definitely teacher training. I mean, I kind of think I'm retired for a few reasons, but I'm mostly retired because I want to lean into this. This is my lane now. I want to showcase how you can employ the elements of nature to take control over your wellness and that we're all accountable for our vibration. We are 100% accountable for our vibration in the ethics of this lifestyle that I live and share on this platform is vibration. It's high vibration. That means life doesn't happen to me. Life responds to me. It means that I am the only person that can make me happy. And happiness doesn't just happen to you. It is something you attract and happy people are happy people. And even though I've been happy and angry in very extreme measures for my life, I choose the happiness and I work hard to cultivate gratitude. Gratitude is the answer for everything. And I tell you, it's easy to take some cover there too. When I've messed up in the past, I've tossed my hair back and thought, well, at least they're helping me understand they're not people I want in my life. You know, if I had a, a dust up, you know, with somebody, I had a lot of fights. People either on my team or they're on my list. And I got way too many people to loop back with and say, I'm sorry to. And that's my work moving forward. The book I'm writing and this work I choose to do is an atonement for dust ups we had with my bipolar disorder. I've got a lot of people to whom I'm accountable and I want to showcase that. There's no shame in being wrong. It's no shame in messing up. There's no shame in being at the mercy of really poor lifestyle choices like I was doing, working way too much, drinking way too much, going too fast and too hard, and not taking accountability for the way my brain chemistry is wired. Too busy trying to be a big deal, but now it's 2021, and I'm too busy trying to take really good care of myself so I can help take care of other people. So friends, we are on a journey here and I hope that you make some time for yourself. Just real quick again, the 10 lifestyle essentials to glow by that are in the book. Number one is when you get up in the morning, weigh yourself. If, if your body composition is something you are working on, you can't get anywhere unless you do that. And, and in the context of this first step, you're also looking at what you're choosing for your macronutrients and your budget, and you're putting that in to an app like the MyFitnessPal or the you know uh, Nutritionix that I use or whatever app you're using, make the math happen. And then two times a week, work out with weights. Eight to 10 major muscle groups to volitional fatigue, about 15 reps, that'll do it. Three, you want to get three days a week of 60 minutes of exercise, whether that's your Peloton or yoga or running, make it happen. You know, even hiking, especially for if you are feeling a little fiery, spending time in nature will cool you down. Number four, drink four liters of water a day. It's just important. You'll stay hydrated and happy and it'll really help curb cravings. Number five, Take five minutes a day for some lymphatic massage. I have a video in our stash, you may have noticed, and that's all about lymphatic drainage treatment that you can do at home for free. Don't got to go to the spa. 
Number six is the six-day selfie. I recommend that you take a picture on a Saturday and post it because friends are standing by and they want to give you a thumbs up. And it really helps. Like, I feel like if I promise to post a picture of myself every Saturday the rest of my life, I'm probably never going to gain my weight back. And I know I'll never gain my weight back if I weigh myself every day. That's just what's up. And the seventh step is buy seven dinners at the store you know, shop once a week. And you may wish to lean into the themes of the week. Here's what I do. Monday is a meatless Monday. Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. I call it Weenie Wednesday because we're using Adele's chicken sausages and and vegetables. Very nice. On Thursday, I like to call Thursday the salad days. And I just make a nice big salad with some chicken in it. And Friday is fish. Saturday, we roast a chicken and I give all the dark meat and connective tissue to my cat. And then we use the white meat all for a few days for salad. And Sunday is the soulful soup night. I'm going to make chicken soup tonight. I'm super excited. So, you know, I already know going into each week what the foods are. And I can tinker with different recipes. But honestly, it's easier this way to have a theme. Because what's the worst thing in the world? What's for dinner? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. I hate that. So this this has been helpful. Get eight hours of sleep a day. And nine minutes of meditation. I like to do Tai Chi. You can follow my videos. We have them on our channel here too. And then get 10,000 steps. Like really, if you have a day where you're just telling yourself, okay, I'm depressed today. I have those days because I'm bipolar. So if I am having a day where I'm like, meh, I just say, check off every single one of these things and then you can laze around. So sure enough, I can get 10,000 steps before lunch. And as long as I sip my water throughout the day, I'm happy, but just real quick, the last thing I want to talk about is that intermittent fasting idea. Women do best with 18 hours, 16 to 18 hours, and men do best with 14 to 16 hours. And this is from the groundbreaking book called The Secret Life of Fat. It's all about how this has been tested and tested and tested. Um, I am only eating from noon until six, and my body composition is changing so so much. So yeah, I'm a little hungry in the morning because this one I'm doing all my exercise, but it's helping slow my brain down because that, that was my main memo initially for this piece. Eating for clarity, consider practicing keto, consider intermittent fasting, because when you don't have this constant rush of sugar throughout your brain, it slows down your thinking. Now, it's I'm not impaired for driving, But like I said, I've had more clarity because my thought processes are slower. I'm really a fast thinker. And that's what makes me fly off the handle and overreact when I'm surprised because my brain works so fast. When I saw that that kid DM'd me and I just saw maybe three words poke out and and they were like diet culture and 1200 calories, I just made up a story in my head that she was hassling me and that I thought, well, how dare she come in so passive aggressive in a DM? She could have just posted that like for all to see and we could have the discussion there. So I like, you know, tagged her and then like blew up and I got real inappropriate because my brain works so fast. It's only through keto and intermittent fasting that I was able to have the clarity to go. It's time to come out as bipolar. It's time to share from this place that I can encourage other people to practice self-care, practice self-love, come out from the shadows, 
and really be who you are, lean into it. Because if you are bipolar, you are, you also know that we are magic people and you also know that we can make anything happen. You also know that we have a lot of fire and spark. And I'd be real curious if people, if it resonated with people in my situation. Do you ever get feedback at work that they love your passion, but dot, dot, dot. I, I kind of want to put together a little quiz in the book for fun. Like, hey, let's keep it light. Have you ever been called a psychotic ex-girlfriend or ex-wife? Hmm. That might be on the list. But, you know, people can tend to tell us our stories, our narratives, whether it's doctors or exes. You get to tell your own story. You get to make your own choices. And self-care is at the heart of happiness. Happiness is a choice. And happiness and liberation from suffering are possible. I believe in the gifts of yoga. I believe in the blessings of Tai Chi. But I, I, I have to say the first and most important thing you can do is really look at your nutrition. Choose your tea instead of the whiskey as often as you can. Choose vegetables and low carbohydrate choices really yummy high fats like avocados and nuts and cheese and dairy if that's compatible for your situation go easy on the protein but eat for clarity i hope this has been helpful like and subscribe and share please because somebody wants to hear this information and if it was you thank you for joining and if it wasn't well pass it over to somebody else who might appreciate it. I appreciate you and the time that we spent together today. It's going to be a Monday when this drops and rabbit rabbit. It's going to be March 1st and happy quarantine anniversary friends. Be well and be happy. And I'll see you next weekend. Thanks so much. Bye.